In all our previous shiurim on malpractice heretofore, we've discussed the native halachic principles and rules of malpractice liability. In this year, we discussed the extent to which halacha incorporates the legal and social norms of contemporary society. Ramendel Shafran has a letter, a tshuva, on a rofe mialeid, an obstetrician, Shomer Torah Mitzvahs, Sheba Erev Yom Kippurim L'Mashpacha. On Erev Yom Kippur, he approached a family, Levakesh Mechila, to ask their forgiveness. Al Michel Shiyatsim Itachas Yado, Betipel Rufui Bele Dastinok. He had committed malpractice when delivering a child. Vayideze Nolad Yeled Mugbal. Because of his negligence, his malpractice, a number of years earlier, the child had been born disabled with limitations. Hamishpacha, no good deed goes unpunished. The physician came to ask forgiveness. They turned around and they sued him in court. The physician has malpractice insurance, so they sued. They, they wanted to be compensated for his malpractice by the insurance. Is it permitted for a witness who can give testimony, who has information, that, and he can give testimony on behalf of the victim, on behalf of the family, to testify in court against the physician. So the question as posed was, can a witness testify? But Rav Shafran deals with the underlying question. Is the victim, is the family entitled to, to sue, to sue for what the law would, would award as malpractice? Are they allowed to sue this uh, religiously observant doctor in court? Are they allowed to sue? And Alpidin is the physician actually liable, liable to pay for his malpractice. The worst case scenario in terms of mazik, adam dazik, adam, a person, one human being injures another human being, that the liability is greater than, let's say, when a person damages property or when a person's property, like his ox, damages another person. Adam dazik, adam is the greatest degree of liability. Even there, he's not chayev yoser mechamishadvarim. There are only five causes of action Tsar, Nezek, Shevis, Boshis, and Ripui. If there isn't intent to cause injury or intent to humiliate, then there's no boshes. There are only the other four causes of action. If there's no negligence, so even though a person is still chayah because there's strict liability, but then four out of the five causes of action don't apply, only raknezek. So there are, there are three levels. If someone acted with malicious intent to cause harm, to humiliate, he's chayah in all five, even boshes. If someone did not intend to cause harm or to humiliate, but he was negligent, there was pshia, he's chayev adaladvarim, not boshes. If someone did not exhibit negligence, but he's still chayev under adamud laolam, then he's chayev just for nezek, not for the other four, not for tsar, not for tsar, sheves, boshes, or ripoy. How much are these, are these various causes of action? How much do they award? Bashir nezek, who kama nifchas mikaspo lihimacher keevet. Nezek, Nezek itself, which is the one that you're chayev even when there's no pshia, that is the loss in value as measured by the difference in how much he was worth, the victim to be sold as a slave before and after the injury. This is a relatively small amount in, in comparison to ripoy, the medical cost, boshes, the payment for humiliation. It's also a relatively paltry amount, compared to what a court, what a modern court would award for nezek, the Torah's nezek, which is simply the difference in his value as a slave, is a quite a small amount. Furthermore, Rav Shafran says, even if there is a chiv of ripoy of medical cost, 
It's still not as expansive, alpialacha, that's not as expansive as it would be under modern law, because ain kolatipulim hashikumiyim shabazmaneinu bechal ripoy. Not all types of rehabilitation treatments would be considered ripoy under the halachic definition. Furthermore, Rav Shafran says, v'gam ain donim bezmanazeh nezek tzaraboshes. Halacha is to be done, the full, the full range of Choshen Mishpat, you have to have dayanim smuchim. Dayanim with smicha, the formal smicha that they had in the time of Chazal. We don't have that, so we don't have a proper basin. We only operate as shlichasayu, as agents of earlier Bate Din who did have smicha. Because we're only agents, we only, we're only authorized to, to, to hear, to adjudicate a certain limited subset of civil claims. And of the five causes of action for Nezek, Bismanazeh, we only do, we, we don't do Nezek, Tsar, and Boshes. Those, those three, Nezek, Tsar, Boshes, we don't do Bismanazeh. Basin is, is not empowered to enforce, to issue binding rulings regarding those three. Fafilu, Ripoy, Vesheves. Even the final two, Ripoy, medical cause, Sheves, as opposed to Nezek. Sheves is the temporary loss of income while he's recovering from the injury. Nezek is the long-term loss due to the permanent effect of the injury. Sheves is the short-term Ripoy and Sheves, according to some poskim, Basin can can issue awards for those claims. Even that's a even those are machlokes rishonim dunin. And when a case where Basin is not done, Rachman of Rachmanadin Shiafaisu, where Basin is not done, all they can do is they can they they can issue a, a, a ban a cherem, and the ban won't be lifted until the perpetrator settles with the victim for karov mashachayv alpidin. They can put pressure on him by the use of the cherem to settle for an amount that's in the range of what he bechayv alpidin. But to seize money by the legal process outside of Basin, lomahani, that you're not allowed to do. So the point is, for a variety of reasons, there, the, the halacha awards much less than the law does. First of all, we only have five types of teshlumi hezek, and they're smaller, they're smaller, they're, they're lower than their modern legal counterparts, and Basin's not empowered to issue awards on some of the, on, on, on several of them, maybe even all of them, and he can't be tofaced through court. So, so the halacha would seem that it, that it would be problematic for the victim, for the victim's family to sue the physician. However, if Shafran says, as a matter of halacha lamaisa, they are able to sue. Why? Mikolakom bismaneinu, he says, in our era, in our time, no physician will be licensed, will be authorized to practice unless, unless, unless he accepts, unless he takes responsibility for negligence, for medical malpractice, and negligence is not defined, obviously, by the law. It's not defined as we define it in halacha, it's defined as they define it. So no physician can practice unless he assumes responsibility for negligence as defined by law. V'ulai, perhaps, Rav Shafran says, Afilu chayev shilo bituach l'nezakim, shiyetu mitachas yado, perhaps he even has to have insurance for injuries that he causes. Harei, kol socherofe, so it follows that anyone who hires a physician who had daita shiyach royal l'nezakim, it's uh, with the assumption that he'll be responsible for any damage that he causes. V'chol rofe shenizker l'tipol, any physician who is hired to provide treatment, mischayev nezakim shiyegrom. He assumes responsibility for any for any damage that he causes. In came a high time That itself is a sufficient reason to hold him liable, even if Alpidin he wouldn't be, or he'd be high of less, since the since the expectation of society is that he's liable. When there's a contractual relationship between the physician and the patient, the assumption of all parties involved is that the physician will be liable for what the law says he's liable for. That itself, mikach the minhag, mikach the the tacit assumption is enough to mechay of the physician. 
Rav Shafran now goes on and provides a secondary, a supplementary reason for for why it has to be that the physician is liable. Ilone Malachaivo, if we would not say that he's liable, Omer, that's tantamount to saying Sharofa Yehudi, that a Jewish physician, a Mumar, even one who's not observant, Hamatapilam Yehudi Shomer Torah, who treats a patient who's uh, who is observant, who's Shomer Torah, then he has license to kill. He's Yuchalifal Bakal Rashlana Shayya. He has the ability to engage in any kind of negligence uh, that may be. A few Larachlov Nisuyim, he can even perform experiments on his patients. Then he toughs, and if he's caught, yeah, Osir Lagishluna Latovo. You tell me it'll be Osir to sue him. And so, so, there, so there's nothing stopping him from behaving in this reckless and criminal way. You've made the, the blood of those who are Shomer Torah, you've made it Hefker, and, and you're relying simply on the uprightness, the, 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 ethical, the ethics of the physicians to avoid this. There, there's, no, uh, there's, no strong, there's no compelling incentive for them not to, not to uh, behave criminally and recklessly. If the patient actually dies, he'll have no civil liability for his malpractice because of the rule of that if a, if a person is chayav misa, even if it's only shogeg, chayav misa shogin, even if he's only a shogeg, that's still enough to exempt him from any civil liability. So the, so the, the so there's nothing in place, so there's no system in place that will stop physicians from behaving this way. Even if Alpidin, there was no civil liability for the physician, we would have to institute a takana that, that the physician's chayav. Since this is so clearly necessary and essential and obvious, it's an automatic takana, even without an explicit enactment by Bastin, by the community. It's automatically like a takana. There are proofs to this. An incredible chiddush that something, this is a classic svarav, from what I've heard of Rav Shafran's thought, this is a, this is, the, this is a classic svara. It takes tremendous, uh, boldness to say such a thing, but even if Alpidin, we can't find a sufficient mechanism, it has to be this way. Society can't function without this. Maybe you don't even have to have a formal takana, but regardless, he says, because of the first svara also, it's the minhag, it's the expectation, so therefore the physician is liable for whatever he'd be liable for under modern legal, the modern legal framework. Elazos, due to these arguments, he says, Mutter lahayed, it is permitted for the witness to give testimony about the malpractice. Afilu mitzvah yesh lahayed. It's even a mitzvah for him to give testimony. One final argument, in particular, he says, because the payment will be from the insurance company. Not out of pocket from the physician himself. That's what he's paying insurance for, to be insured, to be indemnified in a case of malpractice. So therefore, certainly, he says the, the, that such a lawsuit can proceed. They are certainly entitled to sue and to take whatever they can get under the law. Uvavada, he says, Certainly, he says, the family who's filing the suit or the witness who's testifying, they do not have to take into account the humiliation, damaged his professional reputation, or the increase in his malpractice, malpractice premiums. He doesn't explain why, but he says it's obvious, it's self-evident that they don't have to take that into account. They have the right to, to, to sue for the money, and the physician is liable. Even if Alpidin, he would not be liable. Rav Zalman Goldberg was not happy with this, with this position of Rav Shafran. Rav Shafran's letter was addressed to Rav Yosef Leishman, a Rosh Kolel, a Chosh Mishpat Kolel in Eretz Yisrael. He has a lengthy essay, Rav Fleischman had a lengthy essay on this question. He wrote to Rav Shafran for his opinion. He received Rav Shafran's opinion that we've just discussed. He then sent Rav Shafran's opinion to Rav Zalman Nechemia, 
Rav, and Rav Zalman Nechemia expressed his dissent from Rav Shafran. Mashevi mehagon Rav Mendel Shafran lechayev lerofim that the physicians are chayev harei kol rofin is chayev l'shalom mikach minhag that every physician is chayev mikach minhag harei kisochar poelim Rav Fleischman explains Rav Shafran's position it's like minhagim of poelim when someone hires workers v'minhag lahashkim and the minhag is that the, that they get up early shachayev mazeh that the job begins early they're chayev kol kol kafiyah minhag as explained by the Gemara in Perikah Paul. Says Rav Zalman Nechemiel, Aniyas Daiti Yesh Makam Lachalik. This is not a this is not a valid analogy. This is not a good extension of the concept of minak. Shachiyuvim Shenis Chayvu La Poelim Tluim B'Minak. It's true. Obligations that an employer has to his employees do indeed depend on minak. They're shaped. They're 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 characterized by the minak. Shereikish Yisochar Poelim. When a person hires employees, the minak lahashkim and the minak is that they start early. Harezekilu Amar Lehem B'Feirish Yisochar V'Yashkimu. That, this, that that's as if he stipulated that the day begins early, that I'm hiring you and you're going to begin your work early. And if the workers don't show up early and begin the job early, he won't be he won't be obligated to them what he promised. Because the implicit implicit understanding of their agreement is that he's only liable for what he promised to pay them if they get up early. If the minig is that he that he provides food for them and mine misika. Sweets, Rezekilu Amar Lepolim Beferish. It's as if he told the Polim explicitly that the Shesachar Nichol Gamazonus that their Shachar includes these these perks, the, the, these foods. Av Lodon Shen Ischayev a Polim L'Shalma for Hezik, but to create a whole new category of of, of responsibility that they're Chayev for malpractice in a case where they wouldn't be Chayev Al Pitzar. Is that Kasha B'Meis Chayvu? Where does that come from? Up till now, we only see in the Gemara that the the Minhag. The implicit assumptions can shape the, the, the contract is fundamentally about a fee for services rendered. So the minute can shape what is the nature of the fee, what perks does it include, what kind of work are we talking about, but to create a whole new category of, of liability for malpractice, the Megis Chayvu. The Kasha Lomar, it's, it's, it's problematic to say, maybe because he's paying the worker, that itself creates liability, if, if, if there's a minute to that effect, that creates liability. It would have to be only if, he, if money actually changed hands before the malpractice occurred, before the injury occurred. Even if that's true, even if he did pay the money, he says, To use minhag to create a whole new category of liability. When we talk about the obligation to start the workday early, that's just a detail in the arrangement of of employment, that's what he's paying for. That is the fundamental contractual arrangement here. So the minna can establish the exact terms. But to create a whole new category of responsibility, of malpractice liability, Rosalma Nechemia thinks that that's, uh, that is, that is far too broad an extension of the context of minna. Other contemporary postcom as well discuss the question of suing a doctor, even when he would not be Chayav Alpidin, suing him based on the relevant legal framework. Ravasha Weiss talks about a doctor, someone approached the doctor repeatedly about uh, severe, extreme stomach pains he had. The doctor kept saying it wasn't urgent, and he, and he, uh, the doctor eventually said he should get an ultrasound. They gave him an appointment in two weeks, the, because the doctor didn't write urgent on it, didn't write stat, or whatever they write on ultrasounds. So he went back to the doctor, the doctor said, it's, it's not urgent, uh, that my, 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 my checks, my scans didn't find anything. Uh, several, several hours later, he had to go to Behilos, Bilal Shabbos Kodesh, to the hospital, emergency. They performed an emergency operation on him. They had to cut out part of his, uh, part of his mayayim, part of his intestines. 
and the, had they had they diagnosed this on time, that they they could have avoided the operation, and he's and he suffered he suffered terribly because of this. He there was sakanas nefashos involved in this, and according to the the hospital physicians, if if he sues the the kupat chalim, the insurance, the what they have in Israel, the health plans, he would get a uh, significant compensation, pitzui gadol maod, very large compensation for the terrible suffering, the agmas nefesh, and the, the and the the hanechus and the. The the, the 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 consequences of, of of this condition that he had because of the negligence the the reckless negligence of the physician the question is is he allowed to sue the kupat Cholim in court maybe the minister of our coast you know a lot of Jews are not supposed to sue Jews in court maybe he should have to go to Baston so Ravasher explains that there are really two issues here one issue is the issue of our coast the prohibition for Jews to litigate in litigate in court and second, he says that the other issue is the issue of Dine Mominus, of whether you actually owe the money, whether the, you forget court, whether you're entitled to this money or not. If the court awards you money and you're not entitled to it, it could be Gezel. Rav Asher says, Achari Iyun, Lanias Daiti says, it's mutter, you're allowed to sue, and if you win in court, you can take whatever you get, you're entitled to Al and he proceeds to explain at some length, he says, even though, yes, you're not allowed to go to court, and even though a stipulation that you want to go to court, post can say is, if two Jews stipulate that they're going to litigate in court, that's not allowed. Nevertheless, Rav Asher explains in, in detail, based on a, a number of achronim, that a person is allowed to stipulate that his hischaivus to somebody else will be greater than it is Alpidin Torah. He's allowed to say that my hischaivus to you is going to be according, whatever the court would award, whatever the law awards, not what Baston will award. Now, post can say, ideally you should still, you should still do that in Basin. You should still, Basin should still award that money. They should hear the claim. They should see what the court would award. And they would do that. However, he says, in a case where, where Basin is unable to do that, he says, for various reasons, Russia brings from the post in a case where Basin is unable, the classic case where Basin is unable to act is where one party is a lotzayist dina. He refuses to listen. But in other cases as well, where Basin is unable to act, you're allowed to go to court. In our case, Russia says, even if the kupat cholim, the health plan, they are willing to go to Baston, but the insurance company, who's the one who's ultimately going to be paying, they will certainly not go to Baston, he says, and they'll, 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 they'll challenge the ruling of Baston. Since we can't, uh, since Baston does not have the power to enable the victim, the, the plaintiff, to, uh, to actualize his rights, we can allow him to go to court. He notes, Rav Asher says, the Nesivas has a, 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 a famous shita, Baston only allows going to court if Baston is convinced that the plaintiff is is entitled to whatever, Basin has to pre-hair the case and decide that the nitva is, a, that, that the nitva is actually chayev, that the tabea is correct. Until Basin can decide that question, then he can't go to court. So maybe we shouldn't allow them to go to court unless Basin can conclude that there's a chayev here. Says Ravasher, that he says that the, ideally Basin should, uh, should figure it out, but if that's not possible, he says, we allow him to go to court. He says, it's like a chayev we know that the Kupat Chalim and the insurance company are Chayev. That's how Rav Asher starts this whole discussion, that it's clear that they are Chayev, borrowed the Kupat Chalim, when they, when they enter into arrangements with their customers, their clients, they're certainly committed to the laws of the state, and to the Sikat Beit HaMeshpat, to the rulings of the court. It's as if they have an explicit stipulation, so it is clear to Basin that they have Chayev, that they're Chayev, it's clear that they're Chayev, whatever the court awards, by definition, that's what the contract says. That's what the implicit the contract clearly says, and therefore he says that he can allow them to go to court. Furthermore, Rav Asher says, Basin is simply incapable of evaluating the, the claim on its merits, because unlike Torah, where everything is, everything is governed by MS and Sedek, Besechel, Torah, that's how Basin is trained. 
the court's award based on what he calls the shikul das shri the free judgment of the of the judge. It's, it's it's unmoored from any any rigorous logical halachic process. Basin is simply not trained to make such decisions. He says that the then he goes on and he says. He says, we only have, as Ramendel Shafran said, we only have, we don't do Chavalos Bizman we only have Nezek, Mimoni Baru, Rumugdar. He says, Einan Udanam Dine Chavalos Bizman Azeb, Einkan Nezek, Mimoni Baru, Rumugdar. And in this case also, the, the, the Nezek is not well defined. It's Tar, Bakmas Nefesh, Noram Od, a tremendous pain and suffering and, uh, permanent damage to his health. Uh, he says, Alayla, Embiadain, Lahasim, Lahasim Tash, Lahasim Tashlam. We don't have the, we don't have the tools and the, we don't have the, the, the training in the background. That, that's not their skill set of based to make such judgments, he says. And the, even in the courts, he says, it's a, there's no clear uh, metric, no clear rubric to evaluate these claims. The courts, the courts do it their way, but that's not, that's not based in, that's not based in's function, he says. Therefore, that's like based in can't uh, solve the claim. So we, again, we have to allow him to go to court and to get whatever the court will, the court will award. Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein also discusses a, a case involving medical malpractice. He talks also about an obstetrician, a mumchen mefursam, a well-known expert. He, in his case, the, there was the, there was fetal distress. The, the 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 fetus was having trouble. He did not operate. He let he let the pregnancy, he let the delivery, the he let the labor run its course. He he let her try to deliver naturally, and therefore the child was born with again. With pigios, kashos, neurologios, motorios, motor and neurological deficits, he says. Now he says it turns out that at the time of the birth, all the other medical personnel were all saying we have to operate, we have to relieve the fetus of his distress. This doctor thought he agreed that there was a real problem here, but he said the, the fetus will not survive, so it's it's it's, a, it's pointless chaval to do the operation for no reason. It turned out the child did survive, but he was pagua, he was damaged. So they wanted to sue the hospital. They wanted to sue for the for the malpractice because had he operated, the the child might have been saved. Might have been saved this terrible fate. Rav Zilberstein says they brought the shaila to Rav Shach. He had the same two shailas that uh, Rav Asher had. Uh, is, is it a question of an isra arkos? Is it a question of taking money? Shalok? Well, his two questions were first of all a little different. First question is isra arkos. The second question is it'll hurt the professional reputation of the physician. And that, that's, that you're harming him, even if the, besides the money, you, besides the money, that's included, I guess, in his first consideration, going to court, taking money, Shlokadin, Arkos. Also, you may hurt the professional reputation. We mentioned Rav Shafran says, you don't have to worry about that. Th- those were the Shilas that Rav Shach grappled with. Rav Zilberstein says that Mikra Din Alpidin Torah, he begins his discussion by saying that, as we've seen in previous Shiurim, that the Halacha says that Patribdin Adam, that the, the Halacha has, a, the Halacha would not be Machai of the Rofe, but Dine Adam for, for his malpractice. Even Dine, even Dine Mashalashamayim, he says, that's only when he was Mazik Biyadayim, in a case where passively he failed to act, he says he'd be Potter, even Dine Shamayim, and certainly, and you can't be Tavayim, certainly not if you'll injure his reputation. However, he says, that's true insofar as we're being Tavaya, the Rofe, Bedina Yisrael, Alpichosh and Mishpat, he says, but here he says, we're being Tavaya, the Chevras Bituach, we're really suing the insurance company, and Kanesur Gezel. That's the whole point of the insurance company. The insurance company pays out money according to the law, according to the contract, he says. It's an iska mischarit, it's a business arrangement that the insurance company is responsible to indemnify anyone who causes injuries by his medical practice, even Shev Valtasa, even if, even things for which the physician would be putter. So they're, they're paying and they're paying Alpidin. That, that, that's their job. That, that's what they agree to pay for. There's no Israel Falichal Arkos, he says. 
because he says, no, Delanu, we, we understand, Rav Zilberstein says, Shekolarofim of Muvutachim Bechevras MDU. All physicians are, all physicians are covered by, are covered by, uh, MDU, the medical, uh, MDU is, M- MDU, M- the, the MDU is a, is an English organization, the Medical Defense Union, it's the leading medical defense organization in England, with, with, in the United Kingdom, where they offer indemnity for clinical negligence claims. That's, I guess, some version of insurance. So he says the, the, the physicians are covered by that. That's an English company of non-Jews, he says, and the, certainly when a Jew has a, has a, has a claim against a non-Jew, we can certainly take him to court. Says Rav Zilberstein, not so simple. It's true, he says, that if the, if the, if the case is between a Jew and a non-Jew, they can go to court. But here he says, if Titochen, it's possible that the real Dinudvarim, the real court case, is against the physician. The physician is indemnified by the MDU, by the non-Jewish company. But maybe then there is an Israrkos, because the actual defendant is the physician. Then Rabbi Zilberstein brings the Machlokis between, between the, on the one hand, we have Rabbi Kiveger brings from the Magen Giborim, B'Shem the Marshach, that uh, the, the Mashach has a celebrated tshuva that when there was a dispute between a Tovei and a Nitva, and one of them said, I want to follow Din Torah. The other one says, I want to follow the commercial custom. There was some kind of board or some kind of commission that, uh, that, that, that there, would be, uh, there would be industry professionals, industry, industry uh, people in the industry who would resolve disputes. So the Mashach said, the minog is that when we have a dispute, we go... We follow, that, that, that was the minog where they did the business. He says, Mo, we follow such a minog. The minog is to be misdayin kafi derechasokrim, to adjudicate matters based on this panel, this board of merchants, not kafi din Torah, minog mevatel halacha. Says Rav Zilberstein. So then, in our case also, since the minog among people who have, in, among insurers and insurance companies, they go to court. So then you're allowed to go to court. However, he says, Rav Shlomo Kluger, says that, that, that the Marshak says that that's not the Pshat in the Marshak. The Marshak was talking about a, a more limited case, he says, where there was a question about uh, w- whether an obligation would be paid based on, based on the, the currency terms, the economic terms of one country or another country. At that point, we follow Minak HaSochrim because the, because the Das was Alpi the Minak. However, he says, in a case where there's actually an actual, an actual case to be adjudicated with Tony Vernitta and with, with a real, or a real judicial process, he says, of course we can't go to the, we can't go to our coast, he says. Of course we don't follow Minakas Okrim. You have to be done, but you Israel. If someone, as we said earlier, if someone is Makabel to be done, but Akum ain't no clum. You can't, you can't stipulate that you're going to adjudicate in front of non-Jews. So this is a major machlokus, whether we accept this marshach at face value, that there's such a thing as a minhag to adjudicate matters, even between Jews, before a non-based in outfit, before a panel of Sochrim, or whether we say that was, that was a very limited ruling having to do with payment terms, but actual, an actual process of dispute resolution must be done before Bastin. Therefore, if Zilberstein says, we have to be machmer, if the din would really be between Jews, if the insurance company was Jews, or if the, or if the, if the claim was against a Jewish doctor, it would be usher to go to court unless, unless the physician refuses to appear in Bastin, then we can get a Ksav and we can go to Bastin. Then he says he heard from his father-in-law of Eliashev, what happens if the nitva, if the defendant is a mumar, is non-observant, Maybe in such a case, since we know he won't come to Bastin, maybe he can just go straight. To, he can just go straight to court. So, because the whole reason you don't go to court is because it would be a zilzal batara, it would be disrespectful to the Torah. Here is no zilzal because everyone knows that it's not going to come to Bastin. So I have to go to court. So just like if I give him a, a warning and he doesn't go, if he refuses to come, we get accepts here and we go to Bastin and we go to court because that's not a zilzal when someone is not religious. So there's no zilzal because everyone knows he's not coming to Bastin. Then he brings in the sivas that uh, that you're not allowed to go to court. Unless Bastin knows that he's actually that, uh, that, that 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 unless Bastin knows 
he's actually chayev, we can't allow you to go to court. So here too he says, if Basin doesn't know that he's chayev according to the rules of insurance, they can't give him rishus to go to court. Rav Asher said it was clear that he has rishus. That, that, it's clear that, that whatever the court awards is valid, because that is the chayev of the insurance company, whatever the court will award. But Rav Zilberstein is not sure. He says that we have this nasivas, but also Rav Zilberstein brings, as Rav Asher said, that even if, even if we wouldn't be sure, he brings in Rebina, Sugin, Dalma, not like the Nasivas, that, that the Minig is, that, 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 we, that we let them go to court all the time. Even all the Bhatti didn't let them go to court, even if Basin is not sure whether that the claim is valid. In Lokin, Loshav, Kishai. Because anyone, uh, anyone who has a dispute, and, and if the dispute is not, if Basin, if, if Basin can't resolve the dispute on its own, people won't, won't, people, Basin won't be able to issue a Hector Arcos, and they won't go to court. And he won't listen to the Chayram, even though the Nasiva says we can, we can put him in Chayram until, until the, he comes to Basin. So if, if he flouts the Chayram, there's nothing we can do. So then Rabina says the, the Minog is not like the Nasivas. We allow going to court. Ravasher made this point as well. We allow going to court even if the Basin does not know that the Chayram is legitimate. Ravasher added that we do know the Chayram is legitimate because that is the, the, the his Chayvas of insurance to pay whatever the, whatever the court awards. Then he brings that, he brings from Rabbi Cheskel Sarna, that maybe the hetero to go to court is only to go to non-Jews, because they have no chiyuv to be Daniel Pidin Torah. But our coast, Yisrael, Jewish courts, that they, they themselves should be, should be passing al Pidin Torah, then we're being machshel them if we go to court, and they're doing shalokadin, because they're, 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 uh, they're adjudicating based on non, based on non-Torah law. Maybe we shouldn't go to court. So he says, he, when he, when he, he says, when he told this to, again, his father-in-law, Rav Yashiv, he says, Rav Yashiv said, it's mutter, Basin is allowed to authorize people to appear before Israeli court, because the heter of Nasinas Rishus is based on the idea that the, the Grah explains, it's based on the fact that Basin can authorize non-Jews to beat somebody, and the non-Jews are, and, and they say, I say Masha Yisrael Omer, do what the Jewish Basin wants you to do. This heter applies even to Jewish Dayanim, even to Jewish, a, a, a Jewish court that's not operating al Din. a Basin can say, go to an Israeli court, go to a Jewish court, not al Din Torah, because whatever they do, it's like they're saying, do what the Basin of the Din Torah is, is, uh, is telling you to do. What about the fact that they themselves, you know it's mutter, but they don't realize this. They think they're eating Bizarre Chazir. They think they're operating Shlokid and Torah, which is really Asur, he says. But they're Shogagim. They, they think that what they're doing is legitimate. So he says, After all this back and forth, he says that it is permitted, it's actually permitted to, for Basin to authorize the, the plaintiff, the victim, in this malpractice case, to sue in a court that will decide not Alpid and Torah, even if the court is Jewish. Regarding the second question, can you sue even if it will cause injury to the physician in the sense of damage to his professional reputation and so on? So he says, Rabbi Yashiv said, he brings a riot from a Gemara from Atosis in Baba Basra. Atosis says a Yisrael is allowed to sue a non-Jew. A Yisrael is allowed to demand money from a non-Jew, even if the non-Jew will then take that out on another Jew, will force the other Jew to, ter- to pay the money. The, 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 the case is complicated, but basically... Al a non-Jew owes a Jew money. The non-Jew doesn't think he should be the one paying, so if the Jew sues him, he'll force, uh, there was a third person involved, another Jew, he'll force the other Jew to pay him the money that the first Jew is demanding from him. That's not really right. Al Din, the non-Jew has no right to do that. And if you sue the non-Jew, that will trigger him being to that money from the other Jew. You're allowed to do that because you have the, you have the right, Al Pialacha, to be to from the non-Jew. The fact that he'll then go and be mozi the money from a Jew to, to refill his bank account, and that's Shalokadin, that's not your problem. Your claim against the non-Jew is legitimate. What he may do to another Jew, even if it's not the other Jew's fault, that's not, or, or actually, in, in that case, it, 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 maybe it was the other Jew's fault to a certain extent, maybe not. But the Al-Kalpan and the basic halacha is that you're allowed to be Tavea the non-Jew, even if he'll then go and be Tavea the money, Shalokadin, from another Yisrael. 
So here too he says, you're allowed to be Tovea, the money that the insurance company owes you, even though you know that that will, that will result in, in, uh, in, in, in the causing, in the grama of a hezek to the, to the Jew. That's not your problem. You have the right to ask for this money from the non-Jew, and you don't, and you don't have to stop because, because you know that it will result in harm to a Jew. That's the same point Rav Shafran made without explaining it. Rav Shafran said, you don't have to worry about the increase in his premiums. You don't have to worry about the damage to his reputation. Once you're allowed to do it, we don't worry about these things. In particular, if Zilberstein adds, you frat because the physician knows up front that he is, that that's, uh, that that's what he's signing up for, that he'll be exposed to, uh, such lawsuits and he'll have to, and he's, and he understands that he enters the profession knowing that these are the, the possible consequences. Certainly he, he accepted these, uh, these rules of the road and therefore you can file the suit of Zilberstein's final lisikum, his final ruling is, Mutter Lutvas Arofe Marcos, you're allowed to sue the physician, the physician in this case, the obstetrician who's responsible for the child being born damaged. Even though by doing so you're causing an injury to the reputation of the physician.